What's up, everybody? It's Chad from Ask Chad Grassy Logic. I'm back from my safety meeting with my buddy Jonathan here, manager of Top Crop. Made sure everything was safe. Um, <laughs> we're back with another episode, Top Cream of the Crop. Today we got a couple of conversations, and um, one of them, you know, pertains to the industry and some licensing. But before we get into that, I want Jonathan to be able to introduce himself and everything, and you know, go ahead and tell the people, you know, who you are, what you're about, buddy. Uh, hello, my name is Jonathan Moran. Uh, I'm here on behalf of Top Crop Cannabis. Uh, I myself just moved out here from the state of Oregon. Uh, I live out here in Las Cruces. It's a beautiful city. I love the people. Uh, I love the weed. I love uh, the food. Uh, and, <laughs> Chile. Uh, yeah, everything. Yeah, definitely <laughs> a lot of Chile for sure. Uh, but yeah, it's been great out here. And I'm, nice. I'm digging it so far. I nice. Love it. Well, I'm glad. Well, welcome yes, to New Mexico. Yes, you know? sir. Appreciate Heck, yeah. you. Well, I ask you one thing. Um, ducks or beavers? Oh, ducks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Eugene, Oregon. Yes, there you sir. go. Ducks okay, got to represent. Got okay. to throw the O out there. Yes, there you sir. go. Hey, out of Oregon, I do prefer ducks. Yeah. Ducks and I lived in Hawaii yeah. for a while. There's a lot of Polynesians that play football out there. So always yeah, the ducks. Yeah. So it kind of had a little thing yeah. in my heart. You know? yeah. So that's cool to hear. <clears throat> so how long have you been managing Top Crop? Uh, so I've been with Top Crop uh, since my first day was actually 420 of 2019. Okay. At our uh, first location in Eugene. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, I got to do like a little bit of like assistant managing down there for when I was about a year, year and a half into mm -hmm. my career with them. And then uh, after that, we opened up a shop in Corvallis, Oregon. So I'm actually a little bit of a Beaver fan, too, because I was out there in Corvallis. Okay. okay. Uh, but yeah, I got to run a shop out there in Corvallis and that was that was awesome. And then uh, in the meantime, we opened up a, a store out in Ontario, Oregon, okay. which is uh, right on the border of Idaho. Mm -hmm. So uh, at that point, we had three stores. Actually, Ontario is very profitable. You know, very. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right on the border of, uh, I want to say it's Boise, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, just couple hop skip away and you're you're across the line you know? yeah so if you guys don't uh, know it's essentially like someone park it's equivalent yes exactly the same thing I yeah would say. uh but yeah people need their weed so we try to help them out and get as close as we can to them you know heck yeah man you know that's the best way to do it you know and you know border towns like that usually <clears throat> end up making quite a bit of money especially for the cities and they're usually mm -hmm. like cities that could use the money so it's you know good to see that I actually did a lot of research on that city last year and um it was really surprising mm -hmm. because we we're trying to uh, convince the uh, Southern Park City Council mm. to, you know, not do 24-hour sales and all kinds of other things. And, you know, we, sure, we use sure. that as an example. Like, <clears throat> look how much money they've made being in an almost exact same situation. Yeah. Um, and we could profit even more because we're right next to Mexico, you know, yeah. as well. Yeah. You know, that's that's even more profit. It's just so. money for the community. Exactly. And especially for the, for the city, for the state, <clears throat> you know, and hopefully, you know, some of that money stays in the state. So. You yeah, it's great. Well, <clears throat> thank you again for being here with me, and you know, and all that, and you know, let's get on thank, with the show. And everything. So let's talk about me. Top Crop for a little bit. Um, <clears throat> can you give me a little background on Top Crop? You said you know they're from Oregon, and uh, what else can you tell me? Yeah, so basically, uh, uh, the the founder of Top Crop, Matt Chadwick, he's uh, he's from nice. Idaho. He's from Idaho. Yeah. So he kind of came from a from a place where cannabis was frowned upon by the community. And uh, he he found his way out here to Oregon and uh, took over uh, took over a local shop that was named uh, Mary Jane's. Mm. And I remember because it was it was in my community where I grew up, where I went to school. It was yeah. like it's just kind of where I where I was. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, they came in. They they bought that store. They took it over. It was their first location. And uh, right away, it was it was pretty well established that they had some. 
some of, if not the best uh, product in town. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just found myself shopping there uh, with me and my friends. And uh, every time I went in there, I would see the owner bud tending himself. Mm. So it was very, uh, it was a very personable experience. Yeah. Uh, like it was a young, young guy grinding it out, kind of going after his dreams. I'm like, man, I, I see you, you know, like, mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's commendable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I basically got to know these guys as a customer. And, uh, yeah, I got a job with them after being a customer for about, a, I want to say, like six months to maybe like eight months or something like that. And, uh, yeah, the more I got to know, it's a, it's a small family-run business by, like I said, the guy uh, who's the owner, Matt Chadwick. Mm -hmm. uh, it was him and I want to <clears throat> say three of his uh, – childhood friends that he started this company with and i want to say two two of those three are still working in the company going hard and the guy who's not is uh the only reason he's not with us is because his heart was pulling him elsewhere oh. you know so it was uh it was all good yeah and uh love. Yeah. yeah so it's just uh ever since i joined it's been a small family community vibe to the company and we slowly but surely started expanding after I want to say about a year and a half to two years in the business. Mm -hmm. So we had the Eugene store first, very, very small, uh, right in the heart of Eugene, Oregon, West 11th. Definitely not the most, uh, what would you say, affluent area. <laughs> okay. It's, uh, you know, it's not the worst, but it's yeah. definitely not the best. Yeah. You know, you got, you got your characters on the streets, yeah. you know, it's, uh, you don't see too many people out there walking their dogs. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, you got some characters out there. If they're walking, know. they're walking into the shop. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's like gotcha. a, a to B. You yeah, know, exactly. so. Uh, but yeah, man. So we uh, small company started in Eugene, uh, expanded to Ontario. That was our second store, and then after, I want to say about a year and a half into operations, there we opened our store in Corvallis. And then uh, we just opened our Las Cruces store, I want to say, coming up on eight months ago. Nice. Yeah. yeah so uh, we're at four right now for Topcraft. And then we have our sister company, uh, Dark Matter. Okay. And they're out in uh, Sunland Park. Yeah. And then we have one in Albuquerque as well. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've heard of Dark Matter down in Sunland Park. Yes, yeah. sir. Yep. So nice. Yeah, I didn't know that was part of you guys. So that's yeah, yeah, that's our yeah, that's the uh, same company. That's our sister company. Just a little bit different shopping experience. Okay, cool. Yeah, because yeah, you know I really like the shopping experience you guys have, and you know the fact that you guys have a drive-through because that's something New Mexico implemented that not other states really have. Yeah, you don't see too much of it back home where I'm from in Oregon. It's a uh, it's it's really cool to see it out here. Yeah, how how's that like change your perspective on how the <clears throat> industry should really work? Um. Well, the way kind of the way I look at it is like, it kind of helps, it helps normalize everything in the long run. Like, it's like, yeah, you know, you can just pull up, get your medicine real quick and just mm -hmm. be out of there. It's, yeah. uh, some people don't want to come in the store and uh, have that whole interaction. Yeah. And maybe that's why they, why they smoke in the first place or have their edibles or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I love it. It's, yeah. I, I think it's from what I, from what I've heard, there hasn't been uh too many, if any, bad experiences with the drive-through around town. Yeah. So I'm I'm a fan of it so far for yeah. sure. And me too. And that's something that why <clears throat> when I was an advocate, we pushed for that. Mm -hmm. You know, we're like, we need drive-throughs. Like, why not? You know, like why wouldn't you want to do yeah. drive-throughs? And now we 
allow, I think, drive-through alcohol sales. I think you have to like apply for it or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. Also, there's also delivery. You know, so yeah, I was like, exactly. why not? Why not allow us to do the same thing? You know, mm-hmm. it's not like you know, cannabis is the issue. Um, <clears throat> so that's great. So um, I've you know shopped at Top Crop for, you know many times. Oh yeah, and, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's right down the street from my house too. Yeah. And um, you guys have you guys are on a pre-order system. Um, is there any kind of ideas of maybe going to uh, just pull up an order anytime eventually, or is that kind yeah, of? Yeah, that's uh, man. That that we're eventually we we have the idea of. Uh, It'd be the best if you could just pull up like Taco Bell. Like, let me get a, yeah, yeah, let yeah. me get an eighth of uh, you know, everything's just right there for you. We're not there just yet, but uh, we do plan to get there eventually. Nice, yeah, yeah. And I kind of feel like the industry will kind of eventually get there too. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of red tape when it comes to the cannabis industry. You know, anywhere. Oh yeah. And so this is just the beginnings. And so I just kind of wanted to ask because that could be something somewhere else too. Because I know most places. Um, in town, you know, it's pre-order than pick up, you know, at the window, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, it doesn't take very long. You know, I can order, drive there, and it's ready. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's but pretty it, fast. But it would be awesome though to pull up and have a menu right yeah. there and just be able to at least take a second or two to maybe okay, maybe I don't want what I really thought. I could maybe get that right there. Yeah. I don't know. And I feel like it'd be more uh accurate on what you guys yeah, have, yeah, you know, what you sure. stock, you know, versus sure. trying to refresh a web page. You know, it's like right there. So like, oh, just brush it off the board or whatever. Just take it off the board, you know, yeah. or just cross it out. So yeah, that'd be kind of uh, cool, like, kind of like Taco Bell style. You know, exa- kind of that's exactly, off, what uh... <laughs> that's exactly what I did. It's just make it make it a little bit more fun for everybody. You know? Yeah, yeah, you know, a little more uh, streamlined and then just more customer friendly. Yeah, you know, sure. a little more welcoming. You know, that that's great. Yeah, and it's good to hear that. You know, maybe you guys will get there one day and we'll just drive up and oh yeah, oh, give me that that that. Yeah, oh, give exactly. Me that exactly. That'll be the day. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. So, so what kind of discounts do you guys offer? I mean, I know you guys; it's a wide variety. I just only know like maybe a little. Yeah, so we uh, we do discounts every day of the week, uh, and then we also do discounts uh, throughout the month that are just random promotions. Like uh, we do discounts on Wild every week, forty percent off on Wednesdays. Nice. Um, We have our uh, Fuego Friday. If you come in, we'll discount all of our top shelf dabs our flower nice. definitely trying to encourage everybody to try the uh some of the some of the best farms in the state that we have you know like i said uh i've been smoking a lot of lucky so i'm yeah. always trying to get everybody to smoke some, <laughs> some lucky cultivation yeah or uh yeah nice yeah, yeah that's great uh, and do you guys just sell other people's product or are you guys producing as well or plan to produce so we definitely plan to produce we're in the process of uh building out our own grow facility and extraction facility uh but that's still kind of in the works right now uh but yeah in the meantime we're just trying to sell the best of the best across the board of all of new mexico hell yeah and you know that's great because you guys are supporting local new mexico you know yes. it's not like it's black market cannabis that you figured a way to get in and you know like oh it's new mexico it's actually new mexico oh, cannabis yeah. and, and these new mexico companies and that's what's really important that i saw right away coming into this company is uh if you show love to the vendors the vendors will take care of you oh yeah in the long run. so it's uh it's so important to just take care of the people that you work with yeah and you know that's what this industry is about mm-hmm. you know and what it should be about so that's great that you know you guys come in with that same concept here you know and you know new mexico we can be kind of clicky <laughs> nah, yeah, and that's anywhere man like yeah. i said i'm from eugene oregon where everybody claims to be a mad scientist when it comes to being a, a weed grower or a weed smoker or just a, being a connoisseur and it's just like man yeah you can't tell anybody anything so like yeah. i said just coming out here the culture is just it's so it's so refreshing like yeah i love it 
Yeah, it is. It is refreshing. And I forgot to ask this, and I have to because I'm a veteran. Do you guys offer a veteran discount? Of course we do. Heck yeah, yeah, of course we do. Yeah. And most veterans have their uh, their medical discount as well if they have a medical card. So, so sex. Yeah, sex. So, nice. Yeah, so that's it's a nice chunk that we like to uh, add as a discount for our for our veterans that come. Through. Yeah, and that's a benefit for me too. You know, being a patient, being a veteran, like that's you know beneficial oh, yeah. on top of it. And then yes, you know, happy hour comes around, and you know, it's even yes, even better. Yeah. So yeah, you know, um, check that out and everything, guys. It's pretty cool if you're a veteran. Yeah. You know, always ask for that veteran discount. Don't feel oh, bad. Yeah. It's there for a never, reason. <laughs> never, never, ever. Got to remind us. Yeah, yeah. You know, they don't know you're a veteran unless you tell them or you show them. Um, that's great. And so you mentioned, like, Lucky Cultivation. So what is your favorite product or, like, you know, cultivar, you know, at Top Crop? Oh, man, it's so hard to choose. Like, it's like asking, like, what's your favorite movie or what's your favorite food? Like, it's That's like, true, yeah. You know, it's, there's there's so many good ones. But uh, for me, I'm a flower guy. I, st I like to stick to smoking. So. Uh, I really like Lucky Cultivation, Matchbox Farms, uh, High Noon Cultivation, uh, P37 does some really good uh, flower, um, Grower Circle, they're, they're, they're starting to get pretty big out here, it seems like. Um, but yeah, and there's, and there's so many more that are just coming through the door every day, yeah. you know, just everybody's, uh, yeah, there's so, there's so much out there that we don't even know about, so. Yeah. I don't even, yeah, it's hard to say. It isn't. I mean, there's some that are just been there, but they're still finally getting, you know, together and they're yep. just, you know, getting up. And so we might hear them, you know, from this fall or mm -hmm. whenever. So yeah, there's, there's more and more coming all the time and uh, we'll get talking about grows and some licenses here in a second. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so top crops, you know, has like some of the top sales in the city. You know, I really want to, you know, congratulate you guys on Appreciate that. that you know, man. Thank you. Know, you. Everything. So I congratulate you. you know, it means you guys are doing something good. You have a good team. You know, you yep. can't get it done without to. a good team. You know? It's it starts with the people who are at the door. You know, with uh, our without our bud tenders, we're nothing. Yeah. You know, so we we really try to go out of our way to, to take care of them and make sure they nice. feel appreciated. That's good. That's good to hear because you know some places don't. And you know, <clears throat> the bud tenders are very you know knowledgeable. You know, they're very welcoming, and that's great to see. You um, know, yeah. When every time I go, they're they're pretty dope. So, um, what do you guys have planned next? For, for top crop here in Cruces, more expansions or just you know we got any events going on? Uh, I don't think expansions. I think really it's just we're trying to get our feet down and just really trying to submerse ourselves into the community. Like I said, with uh, in terms of management, me and my uh, my roommate actually and uh, manager alongside me, Antonio Westfall. Uh, we just got here, so we just we feel like we're barely just kind of getting our feet under under us as well. You yeah. know, kind of. <laughs> I barely just stopped using maps to <laughs> get to, to and from work, you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's the plan, man, is just to kind of get our feet down here in town and just uh, plan some events and kind of just really get more involved with the community, you know, just nice. get, get, tap in with the tap in with the streets, you know? Nice. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you guys have in store and what else is going to go on. So oh, yeah. very last question. It's two parts. Where are you guys located and where can people find you on social media and the yeah, internet? We, we are on East Loman Avenue. Uh, I want to say it's 2240 Suite Number One. Uh, we're right next to Batteries Plus and uh, Sally's Beauty. Uh, and Walgreens, I think, right? And Walgreens, yeah, yes. Yeah. Can't miss it. Yeah, can't yeah. Miss it. it's right there in between it. They have the drive-thru. It's right off the street. Yeah. <laughs> and our, uh, our Instagram is top. Prop double underscore NM. 
double. double. <laughs> Don't forget that double. double. That's because we yeah. got deleted. So, yeah, right, yeah. so we had to Everybody add the double has. on the second one. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome you know, to the party, right? Struggle, man. <laughs> yeah. Instagram hates me for some reason. Yeah. Oh, it hates everybody. It hates me. You know, I posted <laughs> something that wasn't even my weed. It just had, you know, buds in the background. And I was like, you broke the rules. Yeah, and I was like, right? yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so, 30 days. Yeah. And that's why, you know, like shows like mine exist and everything. What I'm trying to do is, you know, help everybody get out there without, you know, getting taken down or something like yeah, that. Yeah. We're on a better platform. So, but thank you again. And um, we'll get on with the other conversations. And uh, yeah. thank you for representing Top Crop and, you know, being a town. Appreciate you, brother. Heck, yeah. So, moving on with another next conversation, guys. Uh, thank you again to Top Crop for being here today. Um, we're going to be talking about New Mexico. And, well, we have some issues, but they're trying to claim that they're bigger issues than they actually are. And it has to deal with the licensing. Um, they're talking about licensing closure and I'm talking about an article from uh, the Santa Fe reporter from Andy Lyman, um, good friend of mine. You know, I, uh, we talked to each other, you know, quite a bit and, you know, he's a, he's a reporter I've known him for years and, you know, he wrote, um, some of this article that I'm going to be quoting, but I guess, um, MLG, the governor, if you guys don't know, Michelle Lujan Grisham, MLG for short and Swazi along with, I guess, a hundred other signatures is what the article claims. And I don't really know exactly the number. Um, and then they're saying that the industry leaders are, um, Wanting licensing closure, meaning they don't want any more licenses to come on. They want it to stay where it is, and they want the the industry pretty much just to kind of halt doing yeah. new things and kind of adding new people. Um, and, the, and the reason is because it's too saturated. Um, what's your thoughts on that? Uh, and I was kind of talking to you about this earlier. Yeah. Uh, I kind of have I might have a skewed perspective because I feel like this market is not saturated whatsoever because I'm. I'm from a state where it's uh, it's just it went down to a dollar gram. Man. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. just it's it's crazy. It's just yeah. the oversaturation over there is just it's it's yeah. So comparing it for me when I look at over here, I'm just like that's it. Just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yeah, I mean it's it's a open free market, and when you close it, it doesn't become that anymore. You know, in New Mexico, we had a closed market when it came to alcohol and even on medical cannabis side. Um, we didn't have, we had 35 licenses out for the whole state, you know, for yeah. the longest time and they just would not open it. <clears throat> and they were afraid of oversaturation and this and that. But that's the thing about a market like this is you're going to have oversaturation at the beginning and then the market naturally, you know, levels out. That's oh, yeah. kind of what's been happening in Oregon. Yes. You know, um, I watched, you know, it, it go like this crazy, all these farms come in and then a bunch of farms went out of business and went down to a dollar gram. Mm -hmm. And I don't see us going anywhere near there because we don't have enough water, you know, yep. to, to really get yep. to that point. For sure. You know, we just don't have enough water. And we do have a black market issue, but that has to go back to oversight and regulation. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with oversaturation. Yes. You know, it's just people had... And you know what, to be honest, it's probably a flaw within our tracking system too, because the tracking system is what's being manipulated. For very, very, very loose compared to what I'm used to back home. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost mind blowing. It's crazy. Mm, really? It's, uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I just feel like the tracking through BioTrack is just very, I don't know. Metric is not the best either, but it's uh it's always a double-edged sword i guess you could say yeah yeah they both have their their goods and their bads yeah. you know but just unfortunately on our side the bad or good for some people i guess is mm -hmm. the fact that it could be manipulated to the point where yeah yeah exactly it, you know, an sure. influx of <clears throat> black market cannabis you know floods the market yeah and that's been you know probably our biggest downfall is that because if that wasn't the case then we wouldn't be so saturated at the moment and i think the places in these places that are oversaturated with illegal cannabis, they're going to go out of business anyway because they're not making relationships like you guys have with these farmers. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're not supporting local. They're buying out-of-state cannabis. Yeah. You know, they're bringing it in illegally. And they're not playing by the rules. 
and they're doing it wrong. And that's one reason why things are going wrong. And we shouldn't blame oversaturation of licenses on that because this is a natural process in any market. Yes. You know, and mm -hmm. I hate to say this to people, but you knew what you were getting into when you got into this. You knew you could fail or you can make it. You know, there's only two ways to go. And it's dependent on how well you do, not please government protect me. You know, that, that's one thing that I really hate about markets sometimes is that certain businesses will expect the government to protect them. Mm -hmm. And but that's not the way a free market works. You know, like a free market, someone else will take the place for that. Oh, sometimes yeah. that person's better yeah. you know, the replacement. And sometimes the person that fell off, they fell off for a really good reason. And so uh, we're kind of going through that now. And the people that are really fighting against us are people that are kind of either not doing well or they're afraid. Is that's kind of what I'm seeing, you know, especially yeah. from this article. You know, yeah. a lot of the quotes are like, "We don't have enough business right now." You know, we're gonna go out of business, this and that. But for me, my worry is that if we close licensing, the way that we have the rules set right now, the way that the local cities have set it up in the counties, is that out-of-state places are able to move in quicker into the establishments than a local person because it takes a local person a little bit longer to get all the paperwork mm -hmm. and everything and the funds together. So some people are still kind of building up. So if we do that, we're going to keep more New Mexicans out of this industry because here in, here in Cruces, we have a 300-foot barrier, and that's actually kept some local people from Las Cruces born and bred out okay. of the industry altogether. Yeah. And so <clears throat> we're still figuring out what rules and everything we need to do. And I kind of feel if we do this, we're going to do more harm than good because the people that really deserve to be in this industry sometimes aren't in it yet. Yeah. You know, they could sometimes just, you know, need a little bit more time to get set up. And so that's what I'm afraid of is New Mexicans are going to miss out. And then everybody worried about this whole um, out of state takeover. Well, that's going to be easier to happen. If we don't allow more, you know, local New Mexicans and that maybe we need to look at something with, okay, maybe newer licenses need to be New Mexican, you know, yes, like something like uh, that. Yeah. Honestly, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, I think they're doing that in New York. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so, I that makes more sense to me. Like, yeah. let's not close licensing. Let's close licensing to out of state entities for however long, for sure. you know, because federal legalization is probably... I'm not going to say probably there's a possibility of uh, legaliz uh, legalization or decriminalization happening this winter or fall um, with the federal government because they gave mm -hmm. us an update the other day that yeah. you know, we're probably going to make a decision in fall. There's a lot of you know an analysis is over it. People are you know making assumptions. We don't really know what's going to happen, but we can plan for two different things. We can plan for it to stay the same or we can plan for it to change. And that change has a branch on it. It's either going to be a good change or a bad change. Mm -hmm. And I can hope for the good change, which is decriminalization. I don't know about you, because um, uh, decriminalization allows us to just be not scheduled at all. You know, and if they just lowered in the scheduling, that gives it pretty much just an oversight to all the big drug companies and you know everybody else that's been set up. Pretty mm -hmm. much just has to close down. So I kind of feel the only option that we have is decriminalization or nothing at all. You know, because if we just reschedule, we're just making bigger issues. You know, and a lot of people are going to go out of business. Mm -hmm. And so if we close the licensing, that's just going to make that issue even worse because we're going to have even more closures once federal legalization comes because people won't be able to get up to federal code. Yeah. Um, that's going to be our biggest hurdles. People are not going to be able to afford to get their buildings up to code because now we have to deal with federal regulations or, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of hoops to jump through for sure. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. you know, being where you are, I'm sure you know, like how many hoops there are already just on the state level. You know, we're going to have to have deal with even more people on the federal level. So that's something that we have to keep in mind. We have to do this very smart. And I kind of feel New Mexico has taken a really progressive approach to legalization. I mean, what's your kind of what you've seen in New Mexico, how we've approached legalization? How, how have you felt how it's going? 
yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm still trying to read the community uh, through my own personal experience. I come from a place where mar marijuana and cannabis are, aren't very taboo. Yeah. And it seems like <clears throat> it still might be a little taboo here sometimes. But it's from the, the, the and but the other end of it, the cannabis community is definitely thriving. So it's, uh, I, I definitely see, I see uh, the progression from what I've heard from where I was a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> I've studied, you know, all these states um, since about 2010 is when I really like started, you know, studying it. It started with, you know, Prop 8 in California that failed. And I've kind of just, you know, looked at other states ever since then. And, you know, I've watched Oregon, Washington and California through all mm -hmm. these years. And I've kind of seen, you know, <clears throat> the progression, the bad, the good, you know, what they, what you guys did. And it kind of helped me when I was an advocate to come over here and say, okay, I've seen these other states. We've seen these other states and they did this. Didn't work. We should probably not do that too. Yeah, for sure. You know? And there's certain times where actually <clears throat> something that worked in those states doesn't work here because we're so different. You oh know? yeah. It's, such a it's, total it's different so aspect. different everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing that I think people fail to, you know, realize is that when you go to a new place, it's different. You mm -hmm. know, like I lived in Hawaii for about four years when I was in the military. Totally different. You know, yep. there's similarities. Don't get me wrong. Not the landscape. Um, but there are actually they have cactuses there, believe it or not. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the same cactuses we have here they have over there. So weird. Um, so yeah, it's a total different, you know, um, thing over there. You know, mm -hmm. you can't just go in thinking it's gonna be the same. Because no, for it's sure. Not. And a um different way of life. Yeah, exactly. And so getting back to licensing and closing, I know that that was kind of umbrellaed under it. Um keep in mind, guys, that um, MSO companies, if the licensing closes, they're just going to buy up the smaller ones that are going to go out of business anyway. So we're just going to end up with what you guys are afraid of, what's going to be um, happening for closing licenses. So in or at the same time, if we do that, we're going to be shooting ourselves in the foot um, because that's what happens in states that close licensing um, you know, out of fear. And I think Washington went through something like that for a little bit, right? Because they, yeah, they got scared so. and closed, I, like shut it down I real think quick. So. I yeah. think so. Yeah. And um, that kind of did it a little weird thing to the market. And even now today, it's still a little weird. Um, pricing, pricing there you know, is, is better, but it's nothing close to Oregon. Um. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's all over the place yeah. back in Oregon. Uh, it's nice to have some stability out here for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You can kind of, you can kind of gauge where you're going. Albuquerque tends to have a little, little cheaper prices than like Las, mm -hmm. Las Cruces in the south. But in the south, you can you know see anywhere from like eight to thirteen bucks you yeah. know a gram. Um, and sometimes you'll even run to like a hundred dollar ounces. You know, yeah, I still out. haven't been out there, man. I got to get out there. Albuquerque. I, I, yeah. Are you gonna go to the Hash and Hetties? I need to. Yeah. So I mean, and they're gonna have the High Times event up too. So okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. You can check that oh, out. Yeah. Rio Rancho. What, what is that? Um, the High Times event is going to be in August. No, okay. September. Excuse me, September. Okay. Yeah, so we've got a couple months. Nice. Yeah, so <laughs> moving back on <laughs> to the topic and everything, we're just having a good conversation mm -hmm. here. Um, <clears throat> so in the article, it stated that, you know, the black market is one of the reasons that we're having these issues too and, mm -hmm. you know, lack of oversight, which I agree with, you know, 100%. Um, <clears throat> and I think the way that they're trying to fix it isn't really going to help. Um, the places that are doing it wrong just need to be taken out of the industry altogether. You know, if they're, they know they're breaking the law, they have proof they're breaking the law, they just need to be able to pull them out of the industry. That's what they're there for. Yeah, that's, um, that's kind of what I was saying to you earlier, not in a rude way, but only the strong survive because only the people who, who are doing good business practices and they're not the people who are doing what they're supposed to do, you know? Yeah, exactly. Because right now, if we close licensing, there's a lot of people that aren't doing it right. And that's going to continue. And we're not going to see anything change. So if we keep licensing open, these people will eventually get out of the, the market and they'll either have to do it right the next time or they just go, go do something else. And then someone else is doing it better and doing it right. will move in and replace them. Um, 
do I believe we should close licensing? No, maybe to out-of-state out licensing, uh, but not in-state licensing to New Mexico residents, especially ones that are born and raised here. For sure. Um, you know, <clears throat> we should have as much of a chance as anybody else. And that's what no this was meant to do in the beginning. And closing it this soon, I think, would do more damage than it does good. I think people are just afraid. Businesses are afraid. And, you know, people that are going out of business, they, they just don't want to lose their livelihood, which I get. But at the same time, it's a business. You know, this is the industry yeah. we all, all decided to get into. Yeah, every, everybody should get a chance to eat for sure. No, for sure. You know, yeah. and, you know, we should all get a chance to eat and not given a time limit. Yep. You know, last time exactly. I got a time limit to eat was in basic training and that yeah, wasn't fun. Sure. Um, so don't do that to the market. <laughs> um, so as I said, guys, and I've been saying this for months, the market will stabilize on its own. And that's what it's been doing. I mean, that's what some everybody even from other states have been telling me. And that's what we've seen time and time again with every market. That's the way capitalism works. You know, it, a new market always gets saturated and then it gets evened out um, at the end. And the people that are doing it right, they have a good plan or everything. They're going to be there at the end of the day. So let's just not freak out. And, you know, let's um, kind of just keep on the same path. You know, okay. just do what you got to do. Don't worry about others. This bubble and this whole time will pass. Um, but let's not ruin it for others just because we're afraid, you know, like fear can do a lot to us, even ruin a whole industry, you know? So, um, that's all I have for this one. I mean, I pretty much everything else that I had on here, we already uh, talked yeah. about. <laughs> well, said, well said though. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, well so, said. um, do you have anything before we go on to the next topic? Uh, no, sir. No, no sir. cool. So moving on to the next topic, guys, that one's like near and dear to my heart. You know, I, I've always believed in an open and free market. So that's why I talk about that so much. And hopefully, you know, someone hears that, you know, and changes oh, yeah. their mind. Um, so anyway, we're going to move on. So this is a positive. So New Mexico's climate may lead to a smaller carbon footprint when growing cannabis. And some of you watching may already know what I'm talking about. And so I guess there was a studier, a studier, ooh, there was a studier done today. Um, so there was a study done, um, and it found that high levels of greenhouse gases and excessive energy use come from the cannabis industry. And that's actually been known for a very long time. I remember mm -hmm. this being known way back before New Mexico even changed its medical cannabis laws. Um, and it's due to indoor growing and the fact that, you know, there's so much energy use. And I, I agree. I mean, um, trying to do calculations on some of these big grows and stuff, you know, you have to take into account not just the lights, the fans, the dehumidifiers, um, anything that uses electricity, even your um, controllers, you oh, know, yeah. the controlling systems, you know, they take up electricity. And so anytime that you have that, you're going to have electricity pool. And these grows, they take up a lot because for the longest time, they're using inefficient lights mm -hmm. and inefficient electrical stuff because it was all black market. And they had to be as discreet as possible. And I don't know. Have you grown? Do you grow? I don't, I don't even ask. Uh, I don't grow. You know? Okay. You know, yeah. so, so back in the day, you know, we had to be real discreet. And, you know, yeah. people had to you know, do the little closet grows. And the, really, the carbon filters are just for the smell so the cops don't bust you. You know, yeah. like these days, you really don't need them. Um, you know, all personal preference from my side anyway. Um, but that's what they're talking about is, you know, there's, there's too much energy use. And here in New Mexico, we're kind of seeing a little bit of that, but we're actually seeing more outdoor grows here in New Mexico. And that's what they really mean is that our carbon footprint is smaller. And the fact that we're going to be really moving towards solar panels and the state is actually pushing a lot of cannabis businesses to go to yeah. solar panels and they're even given like rebates for leds for using the lights and then water efficient things and you know they're giving you rebates for that which yep. is great for the business because yep. you don't get to do tax stuff mm -hmm. you know to the federal government so you know that that helps you know anything any little bit helps oh yeah um so i mean how would it something like that help you guys in the long run too i mean it'd probably be cheaper cannabis and yeah i mean i mean just kind of like i was saying earlier it's like you take care of the vendor and the vendor takes care of you so it's yeah. uh Whoever we're doing business, if if they're uh, 
they're thriving off of off of making that transition, then we're only going to thrive as their partner on the retail side. So okay. uh, it's just going to translate right yeah. through. You know, flows down the river. Yeah, yeah, it flows down the river. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's kind of where I was going with that because if the growers do good, then everybody else does good. Exactly. You know, if they and can get their price point down per. That's you know, all it comes down to. Is this, yeah. It's it's all it's all uh, it's all these companies out here, man. Yeah. Like, like the dispensaries really themselves it's like they're not really none of us are much it's all these it's all these uh these people making these great products yeah you know? producing manufacturing you know, like, yeah we are the middlemen but it's like we got to give them their credit you know? yeah and you guys do all the time you know when i buy something from you it doesn't say top crop made this it, you know it says where right. is it from who made it etc cetera, etc cetera. so you, it's good some places don't do that <laughs> so um <clears throat> One quote I wanted to, to mention on here, I guess Susanna Torres, she's a spokesperson for the State Energy, Minerals, and Natural Resources Department. That's why they always make long names. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. she said that there's no current restrictions on the cannabis industry for energy use, but they said they might look um, at that going further. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah. They do mention the reason of that um, is so we can probably push to go solar because in New Mexico, we actually get more sun than Arizona. Um, we get 10 more days of sun than Arizona. Really? Um, they get okay. about 300. We get about 310. Okay. And okay. you know, it, it's surprising, right? Yeah, that is <laughs> you know, surprising. Yeah, it is. Yeah. hasn't too. It hasn't been too bad since what, these last couple of days, though. Oh, dude, oh, they have, it has been ridiculous. Like 112, 115, yeah. or something. I think Eastern New Mexico is like 118 or something. Yeah. It, it got up there, and yeah. that makes it even harder for like an air conditioning unit to even work. You know, like yeah. it has to work even harder. So you're using even more energy. So and I don't mind it one day, but like four days in a row. Yeah, yeah, and today hasn't been too bad. No, you know, today's, today's been perfect. Yeah, today's, today's been, been really great. nice. Last night was beautiful as well. Oh, last it was, night, yeah. Last night we, we get those days sometimes where it's like super yeah. hot, and then the next couple of days, you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I wonder why I like it here. Um, yeah. But, you know, speaking of like it here and everything, um, currently we are on a path for zero emissions for the industry, um, and that's because of the solar and everything. So that's mm -hmm. good to hear. You know, if we go to zero emissions, we can be a, a leader again in, in the nation for yeah. something cool. You know, because right now we're kind of leading the nation when it comes to cannabis regulation. You know, and I've heard people from other states say, like, yeah, you guys kind of did it right. I mean, it's not perfect. Don't get me wrong. You know, there's mm -hmm. things that could be improved like anywhere. But, you know, as compared to like California, that only allows 30 oh, yeah. percent of the cities to sell cannabis in mm -hmm. the first place. You oh, know, yeah. we're, we're doing good as thriving as, a, as an industry. So, you know, I'm really proud of what we did and everything. But this is cool to hear. You know, and it's cool to see. But I'm not a big fan of outdoor cannabis. I don't know about yourself. Um, I mean, for me personally, uh, I love Oregon outdoor cannabis out here. The climate is a lot different than mm -hmm. what I'm used to. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I definitely, I, I enjoy a good, good outdoor blunt every now and then, you yeah. know, yeah, but mean, definitely not, definitely not all the time. Though. Yes. But yeah, like out here, it's really dry and yeah. you know, like you don't get that humidity levels that you kind of need. And sometimes it's too humid in certain areas. Hawaii seemed to have like a really great climate though. That's yeah, really was, that's what I was going to say. Sometimes you you can't beat those, uh, those mother nature turps, you know, yeah. the, you know, the sun turps. So. Yeah. Every now and then you're like, Whoa, sometimes I'll get surprised, you know, by some, some outdoor, you know, sometimes oh. it's really good, but you know, I like my indoor and you know, something like this, if we're going zero, um, zero footprint on the carbon, um, scale and everything, then that's good to me, you know, because that means we can keep our indoor and also not fuck up the environment more because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we're going to mess it up regardless, you know, because we tend to do that, but at least we, you know, we can kind of not do it as much anymore. Yeah. So def definitely a lot of waste in the cannabis industry, like, even on the retail side, like all the plastic, all mm -hmm. the, it, it's rough. It is, you know, like anytime you go to the dispensary, you're creating, you know, waste and mm -hmm. it's not like someone's coming with a container so you can fill it up. 
you know, yeah. it has to be in a special container, you know, childproof and this and that. Yeah. And then uh, I think the state was trying to make him recyclable or something. I was like going to say, right? someone needs to do that here in town and make some money off of that because, uh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Yeah. Someone start a, re a recycling company for all this plastic out here. That's probably a good idea. Yeah. yeah. And maybe uh, kind of, I mean, maybe the retailers or the dispensaries can kind of get together and give people like a uh, little, I don't know, little gifts or something like Bring us your recycle stuff and you'll get cents or whatever for it towards whatever yeah. or something like mm -hmm. that. You know, like uh, when I lived in Germany, they had a really good uh, recycling program yep. because you could take your bottles and your cans to like any grocery store. You can recycle it and they'll either give you they'll give you a receipt and you can either use it as store credit. and You'll get more credit mm -hmm. or you can just get cash from, okay. the, from the cash register. So we used it for beer money at that time. Yeah. This is back in the day when I oh, you yeah. know, my younger years. <laughs> so, yes, so if you have an idea for cannabis recycling, hit me up. I'd really like to talk about it. Maybe oh, you're, it's already being worked on. You know, yeah. you can just put it out there and let the world know it's here. Good idea. Um, yeah, so it'd be needs, good. It needs to be done. Heck sure. yeah, man. So anyway, guys, time will only tell what's going to happen with this issue and every issue here in New Mexico that we have. And I will be here or hopefully try to be here along the way to let you guys know what's going on. So that's all I have for this week. <clears throat> Do you have anything to, um, before we get out of here? No, sir. I really appreciate you having me on here and just uh, letting me say hi to you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on, man, and just, you know, telling your story and just, you know, um, bringing in a good products and everything that you guys do. So I appreciate it. Oh yeah, brother. Appreciate uh, yeah, you. Let's do it. Yes, all right, sir. guys, we'll be out of here. We're getting out of here. I'll see y'all next week and uh, y'all stay good. Bye. Yeah.